decided to go back to the time of Blockbuster. Five for five for five. VHS. Award-winning broadcaster Todd Anstead is proud to bring to you VRS Video Return Slot. Be kind. Hello and welcome to another episode of VRS Be Kind Rewatch. We are now into the year 2007. This is season two, episode two. And uh, before we get into the new year that we're going to talk about, 2007, we usually like to look back on the year previous and talk about our runners up, the ones that didn't quite make the cut for our picks of that year. Uh, so, uh, I, I guess I'll, I'll start first. Uh, oh man, I need to know what other movies came. Actually, you know what? I do have a pick, uh, runner up. Uh, my, uh, pick for 2006 was, uh, Christopher Nolan's The Prestige. Uh, I believe my runner up though would be Little Miss Sunshine. Mm. I remember liking that movie quite a bit. It was a, uh, uh, I'd say like one of those indie-ish hipster movies it had a uh, steve carell and uh is that girl i think abigail breslin is that her name the little girl that went on to go into zombie land do you guys know what i'm I talking can't. about she's in zombie land maybe maybe i'm getting mixed up <laughs> i'm not sure let me google that nah yeah you don't need to <laughs> valerie ferris nope maybe not maybe i'm wrong His wife tony Cohen. nope nope Donna. That Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, already... right. Abigail. Ah, I was right. <laughs> she reminds me of the girl in the Bumblebee video for uh, Blind Melon. Yeah, Blind Melon, yeah. Yeah. I could, yeah, I could see that. I would have been better if her last name was Bronson. Abigail Bronson. <laughs> Abigail Bronson yeah. and Death Wish. <laughs> oh, yeah, how we talk. <laughs> Someone killed my bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that episode's lost to time. So... Yeah, I don't have much to say about uh, Little Miss Sunshine. I remember it was like a popular movie to show uh, in health class about uh, mental health uh, in junior high and high school. So I saw it a lot in school for some reason. Uh, so that movie kind of sticks out to me for that year. So not much else to say about it. I really like Steve Carell, and this is one of the more uh, serious movies uh, since he was kind of one of the focuses for that movie since he just recently got out of uh an institution. I forget what for though. Doesn't matter. Had some sort of mental breakdown, so it's a bit of a different movie. So I will pass it on to one of you's. What? Well, means we'll uh, keep yeah. the sequence there, Glenn. What was your uh, pick? Was uh, oh, I guess a little bit of a sequence, but in any event. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> that was my fault. <laughs> how how are we out of sequence? Because well, uh, you, you went technically. Because yeah. he was setting me up to make fun of you. Oh. And then yeah. he snorted in the back. <laughs> Yeah. So, Glenn, what, what's your runner up for uh, uh, 2006? I'll I'll choose Casino Royale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. It's just so out of place now. Uh, no, I I think that uh, Daniel Craig's made a really good James Bond, and they kind of made the James Bond films more realistic after Pierce Brosnan left, and. Uh, Brought brought it out, brought it more up to the quality of what the Mission Impossible movies are. Whereas at one point, I felt like the 007 movies were really kind of cheesy. So that was the first film with Daniel Craig in it, 
and it was really cool because uh for a good duration there i think there was a was there a time when there was a strike in football or hockey or something where remember the year that poker became a really big hit yeah, I can't remember why. I wait. No, it was because one of the sport things were were on strike. Might have been hockey. I don't know if football's ever been on. Strike. I remember there being a hockey or strike, ba- or maybe yeah. there was baseball on strike or something. But so, there there was there was something that was on strike for one year there, where poker. all of a sudden poker became really big, and and of course Casino Royale was uh, a lot about poker in that in that movie, so kind of continued that whole trend. Anyways, yeah. Trick out with a bleeding eye. I think that was a trend for a while. Mm, mm, what's his name? My, Miles Michelson or something like that? Yeah, Mikhail something. Else. I, I kind of wish Mads that... Mickelson? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Mads, yes. Mads Mickelson. Mads. Yes. Good, uh, What'd I call him? Yeah. Miles. Miles. <laughs> Miles Davis. <laughs> yeah, that's where I thought you were going. Um, I, I really like the, uh, the subtle, uh, I guess, like storytelling... About how like James Bond used to be like when the the one guy, uh, the bartender goes like how how do you want your drink shaken or stirred and of course like anybody knows like James Bond is like I, I forget which one it is but it's very distinctly throughout the movies I think he's like a shaken guy yeah shaken not stirred yeah sh- that's it thank you yep. shaken not stirred that's uh, from the lips of Pierce Bronson I wish it was Pierce, Pierce Bronson it's just like if you're a guy <laughs> Charles Bronson with Pierce Bronson <laughs> Abigail Bronson <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's Everyone's Bronson. Bronson. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then uh, basically Daniel Craig does, go, does it, like, look like I'm a man who gives a damn. Like, it's kind of before he's refined. He's got a lot of rough edges on him still, which I think in, in Daniel Craig does a great job of that. And, of course, there's, like, the classic, like, Bond mix of, like, humor. Not as much humor, mind you, because, uh, like you said, the, the Pierce movies by the end are, like, it's all about product placement and puns and yeah. stuff like that. So, um, yeah, no, a very good pick. I, I really dug this movie. I still, I, I would still watch it, and I think it would hold up quite well. I agree. Cool. So, Come Matt, on. what is uh, what's your runner-up? I basically, like, spilled the beans. It's The Departed. Like, I, uh. Uh, I took that last <laughs> time. I realized that it was, like... <clears throat> I kind of forgot that we did like the runners up, which is a great format, by the way, uh, format detail. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I almost forgot about it too. But uh, you could good save on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Departed. I I thought it was an amazing movie. Like I think uh, Jack Nicholson doesn't show up in too many movies anymore, and what he does is kind of like anger management with Adam Sandler. So this mm. movie was like so wicked that he kind of like made it come back, and he had some really good one-liners. I think it was like what was the one he goes like, um, oh man, I wish I'd like. It's on the tip of my tongue. It's something along the lines of, we're all dying, act accordingly, or something like that. And he slaps the guy in the head or something like that. I don't know. He has like a, a, a couple of really cool powerhouse lines in it. And it's just like really good cast and like Martin Scorsese. And like, it was kind of Martin Scorsese's like, it sort of updated his, um, his filmmaking, I thought, with this movie. He did a lot of like quick cuts and like, um, you know, like there'd be like a cell phone, it would be a quick cut to the cell phone. There's a lot of like cell phone usage in this movie. And, and the, the the use of music is always really on point with uh, in Scorsese's movies and uh, and yeah like there there'd be a lot of like yeah he just did a lot of like quick cuts which he never was really known for I don't think like if you watch like Taxi Driver and other movies like that he does a lot of like continual almost like yeah. the Tarantino like continual shots where this one is very much well departed from his uh, previous uh, way of uh, filmmaking <laughs> and uh, did this one end up winning. I know I always think every movie has won Best Picture, but did it win Best Picture? It might have. Uh, it might spoilers, have. Spoilers, it, 
Yeah, it did. It did. Okay. Yeah. 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 And like DiCaprio is amazing in this. Uh, even Matt Damon, who I'm not, I'm sort of hot and cold with, was like I, I thought really good. Mm -hmm. Just a really good ensemble cast. Great storytelling. I think it was based on like a, a Japanese movie. I want to think of the same movie. Like they kind of basically, it's almost like a modernized like Western version of a of an existing oh. movie from that was made in Japan. Like years. Oh, ago. I I never even I never even knew that. I would have to look into that. I believe yeah. that's the truth. Not to depart from what you're talking about, Ooh. but uh, what did you think of uh, Scorsese's comments about the whole oh. Marvel comic universe? Uh, I, I don't not know. I didn't you, know. you you didn't hear about that? No. Oh. He, he said he said it wasn't cinema. Wow. Yeah. It's, what, what is it? What, what is it then? I wonder what he means. Well, oh, I think he, I, he, I, I think yeah. I've, well, yeah. He, some people felt he was being elitist by saying that. He he thinks uh, I think he said that they're more akin to like a theme park ride, and I think I see where he's going with that. But I think that's kind of just broad brushing an entire genre, saying like, oh, all these, like, uh, initially I kind of agreed with him that it isn't cinema. I I kind of try to see his side of things, but I I realize like. That's almost like when somebody says to me, like, oh, video games will rot your brain. It's just like, okay, yeah. well, kind of just assuming that all games are yeah, bad I, for you. I think he's I think he's off target when he said that. Yeah. I, I mean, there's some, there's definitely, let's face it, the whole uh, superhero movie market is oversaturated, but you can't say that about certain films like The Winter Soldier and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. And and for him to say that, I don't I don't know if he was having a bad day and he just decided to, like, yeah, make make I a did, comment like that. I never what? saw the context it was even brought up in. Like it just made headlines of like, oh, Scorsese says that Marvel movies are not movies or comic book movies are not movies. And here's the uh, sorry to cut you off, but how, how about this one? So this is like the art definition of cinema. Okay. So art cinema is defined by an artistic or experimental work expressing symbolic meaning through the medium of film. It is ambiguous, aesthetically rich, complex, and sadly, it's often defined as commercially unfit for mass audience. Okay. So I guess under that definition... Yeah, I guess yeah. Marvel movies wouldn't be... Yeah, well, cinema. a lot of... It wouldn't just be Marvel movies, though. It would be a great deal of sure, movies. Yeah. I mean... He's just, obviously just taking a jab at those, especially because yeah. of the box office success they've had, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's why he was taking a swipe at the murder. Yeah. I, I, I was just thinking about, like, uh, have you ever seen the movie Super? I don't think so. I'd consider that, like, an unmarketable superhero movie. Uh, it, it's by James Gunn, the guy who went on to make... Uh, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, he's he's doing the new Suicide Squad too. Yeah, he. It's like just Rain Wilson dressing up as a superhero and like. Wait. I think he. Oh my God! If you haven't seen this movie, it is quite something. Like some guy cuts him off in line at the theater, so he goes back to his car, dresses up in costume, and grabs a hammer and beats this guy with a hammer. What? It is aggressive. This movie. Uh, wow. So, yeah, I. In, it's funny that uh, James Gunn is actually one of the guys that came out against Martin Scorsese about this not cinema comment because well there was a lot Kevin Smith had something to say about it too uh, I when you talk about the definition though 
I mean, if he if he was literally speaking of the definition, mm-hmm. then he would be correct. But I mean, I don't think that he was. I don't think he was looking at a definition and just saying it in that context. He was looking to basically say that all this stuff that's being spewed into theaters is is bullshit, and his movies are not. Yeah, I think there's probably a bit of sour grapes that, like, I mean, let's face it, what was his last movie? Went straight to Netflix. It had De Niro and Pacino. Well, that's it, right? not that's not even out yet. Yeah, but isn't it going like it's literally for Netflix? I think it yeah. is, yeah. Theatrical release, where meanwhile yeah. all the Marvel movies are breaking in like $500 million. And, you know what I mean? So maybe there's a bit of sour grapes. Yeah. Oh, that's not even, you know what I mean? I don't know. That's weird that no, nobody was able to back that movie, The Irishman. Yeah. Because that has, uh, that has um, Robert De Niro... Uh, Pacino, Pacino, like all the old guys that you'd assume Pesci. would. I mean, maybe in. those guys have made so many of those movies together. It just won't now stand it, out. It's just, yeah. I mean, yeah. Goodfellas, Casino. Like, how many times have they done those movies over and over? It's just a rehash thing. Well, this one is a, isn't about the the shooter for like uh, the JFK assassination. Obviously. Oh, I, I didn't even know I that. Believe that's what it is. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that preview. That's right. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Anyways, not to not to take away from the movie, I just yeah. I, I was curious to see if you'd even heard about uh, Scorsese making that comment. The Departed was a great show. Yeah. I think I was like completely shocked by the twist at the end, and I don't know whether we spoil it or not. But eh, what's not? Yeah. Yeah. I was. I was. I don't remember, and I want I like to. I, I want to rewatch it. I, I like that we're sticking to like the non-spoiler. Uh, yeah. Even even with like older movies, it's it's kind of cool. I think there's like a degree because like hopefully anybody that's listening to this that hasn't seen the movie, like we at least get them to kind of yeah. look at it. But uh, yeah, be be prepared to be uh, shocked at the end of that movie for sure. Yeah, it takes quite the harder turn. Yes. I, I don't remember what happens, but I remember. I vividly I don't remember a lot of the movie, but I remember that one part, and I, I was just the like, last shot. It's of the church, right? Like out the window, or something. <laughs> I don't. I honestly can't remember. I can't remember either. <laughs> All right. Well, let's depart from the runners-up of uh, 2006. Oh, yeah. Shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we still have to go through the rest of the episode, so I'll keep this quick. Uh, let's talk about some news. Uh, of course, Matt already mentioned that uh, the Academy Award winner for uh, 2007 was uh, The Departed. Uh, a few other news bits from 2007. Uh, the iPhone, the first modern s- smartphone, launched in June 29th of uh, 2007 in the United States. So look how far we've gone. And they've in. had one every year since. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 12 years later, here we are. Uh, and then the other bit I wanted to bring up, uh, do you guys remember Live Earth? It happened on yeah. July 7th. And uh, I just was doing a quick peruse of the lineup. So Live Earth was uh, this big event to uh, talk about the, like bring out the message of how um, we're uh, damaging the environment, I guess. I think it was like a foolish thing to do where we're having this huge concert that obviously took like a lot of uh, energy and a lot of pollution to come to be and like, hey, okay, let's all watch TV at the same time. Like, oh man, what a great idea. Uh, but I think maybe the message was powerful. Uh, just some, uh, a quick rundown of all the performers uh, or the ones that stick out to me, Genesis. So uh, good old uh, Phil, Collins. Phil Collins, thank yeah. you. Uh, 
Snow Patrol, man, haven't heard of that band in a while. Uh, the Black Eyed Peas, John Legend, Duran Duran, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Block Party, uh, Metallica, Spinal Tap, uh, James Blunt, Beastie Boys, Foo Fighters. Okay, did, hold on, 2007. Yeah, they would have been touring for Saint Anger at the time. Oh, oh. <laughs> Saint Anger has crossed over from ten albums into VRS crossover episode. Uh, okay, I have a quick question. I didn't know Spinal Tap was a real band. Yeah. I thought it was just uh Well, they're a fake real band. Fake okay. real band that apparently then learned their instruments. Oh, and then and became then a real, became real, a real band. band. Yeah, I think it's kind of one of the yeah. weird. Okay, well. Oh, I was way off on the same anger. Damn it, it was 2003. Jeez, man. Whoa. This one's Death Magnetic, which, oh, also, man. which also spawned Quebec Magnetic. Quebec Magnetic? What's that? What? <laughs> Honestly, it's like a, a legit DVD that you can buy. Quebec Magnetic. Oh, is this just a live concert? Yeah. Okay, I was hoping this was going to be like a cover band that only performs Death Magnetic, like In the day that never comes. I, I thought that. that had something to do with Quebec separating in a referendum or something. like. <laughs> yeah, and their symbol is Death Magnetic. <laughs> yeah, Quebec. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Quebec Magnetic. <laughs> Which is ironic because no magnetism implies you. coming together. Yeah. Which, in fact, mean, we're like, yeah. Tearing apart. Tearing apart. <laughs> But we, some magnets like hate each other, right? Yeah. Like, there's some magnets that is like, you know, but the other ones like completely. Remember. They like totally love each other. You know, legit. I have never seen one of those horseshoe magnets in my life. You think like with really? all the cartoons where they're using those horseshoe magnets? <laughs> like I took tons of physics labs. I never once picked up a horseshoe magnet. Not but a horseshoe magnet one. Yeah, I took literal courses about magnetism. Never saw. Because the horseshoe magnet ones will erase your brain. They're so powerful. Maybe. Yeah, they will. Jesus. I just used my horseshoe magnet for that. Yeah, you could just pick it up with a horseshoe magnet. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I guess that's going to do it for the news because we gotta we got to roll on into our picks. No more like, skeletons. I think that's going to do it for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I just found out horseshoe magnets. Don't exist. Yeah. And of that, good night. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh for those following along at home, I gotta do my usual rigmarole of how this process works. Open up Google.ca, type in movies, and for this year, type in 2007. And a list of movies will be displayed. You can change it here for a little drop down menu. I think it's still in the top left unless Google updated that. Uh Without further ado, Matt, mic. please. What? Could you move closer? Oh, to your sorry. Mic, I keep please. like moving. I got this weird motion of moving back and forth from my microphone. Without further ado, Matt, could you please go through the movies that came out in 2007? I sure can. <laughs> uh, oh, now I got it. There we go. Okay, so Ratatouille. Oh, that's a banger. <laughs> there will be blood. No Country for Old Men, Into the Wild, Juno, Zodiac, Transformers, mm-hmm. The Born Ultimatum, Knocked Up, Sweeney Todd, Superbad, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, yes, I Am Legend, uh, Eastern Promises, Atonement, Stardust, Pirates of the Crap of Being 2, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Spider-Man 3, don't even get me started. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, the Assassination of uh, Jesse James, which was filmed partially in Edmonton, I believe. Yes, it was. American Gangster, 310 to Yuma, Shrek the Third, Gone Baby Gone, 
The Golden Compass. Oh, The Simpsons movie. Delightful. Uh, mm-hmm. Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. Across the Universe. Uh, Charlie Wilson's War. Michael Clayton. I'm Not There. The Bob Dylan documentary that had four different people playing Dob, uh, Bob Dylan. Dob Dylan. <laughs> Dob Dylan. <laughs> Kate Blanchett. Uh, Hairspray. Oh, the, really? The, the, yes. The Bucket List. 28 Weeks Later. Beowulf. Why is he wearing a backwards hat? <laughs> the Mist. Ooh, I like that movie. Uh, Ocean's 13, Hot movie. Fuzz, B-Movie, uh, Live Free or Die Hard, <laughs> <laughs> National Treasure, uh, Shooter, not The Shooter, just Shooter, um, Mr. Brooks, Surf's Up, ooh, Death Proof, Quentin Tarantino, Grindhouse as well, the other Grindhouse feature, which was Planet Terror, and then Lars and the Real And the Real Girl. So, there are your movies for 2007. I mean, not all of the movies, but a, a handsome sum of them. Quite a bit. Yes. So who wants to... Uh, oh, man. This is going to be difficult. I'm just going to pick Spider-Man 3 right now. Okay, yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt's gone. Matt, stop! He's leaving the room. <laughs> oh, I thought he was going to come over and hit me. No. <laughs> are you, you know, going with Spider-Man 3? Uh, no. Okay, thank God. I, I was just logging into uh, Facebook so I could unfriend you. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Pull up, uh, God, never mind. What don't you like about Spider-Man 3? Uh, the part where he starts wearing like the uh, Baron Zola? the eye makeup and uh, yes, there you go, and doing a uh, triple backflips while playing piano. I literally walked out of the theater as I was about to on Glenn there. That was the only movie I've ever walked out of the theater on. Wow! Did you actually ever watch the ending then? Yeah. Oh, so did you ever? You never saw Venom then? No. Oh. Nor do I care. Oh. No, I. I <laughs> one of my least. <laughs> yeah, I, like I'm just almost speechless. He's ready to smash the desk did, over there. Did that like a? We'll get to our picks in a second. But did yeah. that like spoil your ability to see Spider-Man movies past that? Like, have you? Yeah, seen I haven't any? watched a single movie since then. I know there's like the decent one with like the guy from Australia or whatever is apparently pretty good. And yeah, is that one good? You mean Andrew from? Andrew Garfield? Yeah, isn't that guy like a, a Kiwi? I thought Andrew Garfield was English, but maybe like I'm I said, wrong. the guy from England there. <laughs> Tom Holland. Tom Holland's the new new one. Yeah, he's oh, English he's been too. In, like, isn't he? Or is he Aussie? No, I think he's just. Or is he just Tom Holland? Does he just talk like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's actually American. I will say, uh, I'm Spider Man. If hey, there's you, one hey, movie that could redeem, redeem Spider Man for you, you should really check out Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Okay. Very good. I haven't seen that. that. You haven't seen know, that? Well, yet? I don't know where to see it. It's not. It's on, on Netflix. It. No. Is it? Yes. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> no, it's yes, not. it is. It's not. No, it's not. It's, it's it's only on American Netflix, and I don't get American Netflix because I, I don't have a VPN. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to listen to DRS from Ethiopia. <laughs> Anyways. I think I'm going to talk like this for the rest of the episode, oh, actually. God. Please don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that was Glenn's pick. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, who would like to go first? Glenn, you went first uh, last I time. I don't want to so. go first this time. All right. Because I haven't really decided. So, Matt, this uh, one's tough. Are we gonna are we gonna have like a bit of a feud here? Or yeah, like are you, a blood feud. Are you saying that there might be blood, or there will be blood? I mean, you're the weatherman. Is there chances of blood? Chance, like 30, thirty pop, thirty pop of blood. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna drink you know your milkshake. I I don't have much to say about this movie, but there will be blood is amazing. Is it, it is your pick? it is my pick. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, nice. Daniel Day Lewis just absolutely. Kills it when is it comes it amazing? to. Is it amazing? Yeah. Sorry, I just had to say that. <laughs> Have you seen it? 
Yeah. Okay. Do you like it? It was weird. I liked it, but it was it's not a uh, It's a very tense movie about greed. Yeah, definitely. The kid that played uh, what is his his, name? his uh, uh deaf son? No, no, That's no. No, the other his Oh, Poblano. His rival, man. Poblano? Yeah. The I, guy who's going to be the Riddler. Oh, wicked. Yeah. He's going to be the Riddler? Yep. Isn't that weird? Are you talking about the, the the guy that the priest? Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be the Riddler. He's gonna be the Riddler. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, carry on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I just find how uh, Poblano's character kind of like gets in his way, like the entire through the entire movie until it just like boils over, and he ends up. Uh, well, we're not gonna spoil any movies on this uh, podcast, but it there ends. Might have been a bowling pin involved. <laughs> he drank it's his milkshake. Such a weird. Question for yeah. you though. Like I just thought that one of the final lines of the movie. It's not gonna be a big spoiler. Though. Yeah. What do you think he means by it? I think he says like, "I'm, I'm finished." It's done it's or done whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think we talked about this like yeah. before on one of the lost episodes yeah. where it's just like, I feel that like, I guess that anger that had like been building up inside him like i or maybe like i i don't know there's so many ways you can interpret like his character of maybe he, all this like greed and he money. doesn't see him for years though does he yeah at, like at that point? you think you'd be able to let that anger go of like how Poblano's character got like in the way all the time uh but i think that like not all his accomplishments were not worth it until he got back at him I guess maybe that's one interpretation you can yeah, take away from it. Definitely. That he finally accomplishes his goal. Like, no, you can never get my way ever again, even though I've already succeeded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there will be blood. Go watch it. It's very long. Very long. The couple of things that I do like about this is, uh, so Johnny Greenwood, the lead guitar player and also I guess keyboard player from Radiohead did the oh, soundtrack yeah. for it. It was very like Stanley Kubrick kind of, uh, John Carpenter-y sort of, yeah. uh, soundtrack. Eerie. It was a very eerie, eerie. Yeah. kind of uncomfortable, that. uh, synthesizer kind of stuff swells and stuff in the background. Did a really good job of that. And like PT Anderson has an amazing way of like, you know, making f- films i guess mm. so like, i really like his uh his yeah it's just very distinct way of, of making movies so uh mm-hmm. you know that was stand up but honestly i found the movie to kind of be fairly plotting uh honestly like i, I like it but i don't know There's i found a, it to be a little bit overrated honestly uh there was a real desolation to the, the cinematography and stuff in it yeah. there, there's a lot of things to appreciate with it but like say it seemed to take its time getting to its point yeah yeah definitely um the the one thing i i I will say about it and maybe this is me just being a millennial is like it it's very hard me watching movies now to not have my phone occasionally out Mm. and this movie stands out to me because this is one of the few times that i never looked at my phone really for an entire movie and that's kind of the opposite of what you guys just said of like it's a very like plotting movie that it kind of maybe drags out a little too much in some spots, but for me, it was just like a, a just ride. Like, yeah. yeah, just like to keep you riveted. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I mean, obviously, yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis, I mean, geez, like you can't say enough about his, his like, you know, acting um, for, for a long time, like Gangs of New York, like he's such a power, 
powerful. Yeah, he is like, if nothing else, he's riveting to watch, right? His, his acting performances are crazy off the hook. Do you guys remember when he was accused of having a big nose and they used to call him Daniel Trunk Dalius? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did he get like a surgery to fix that or? I don't know. I. I'm not sure, but I never thought that he had like a, just a massive nose. Maybe he did, but yeah, at one point, like in I remember, like around Last of the Mohicans time, he was known as Daniel Trunk Day Lewis. His nose never really looked that big to me, but didn't look trunk like. No, no. <laughs> well, interesting. Well, I, I mean, that's a good pick, Todd. And uh, yes, I, I there was sort of a silent rivalry, I think, between these two movies. The one that I'm about to pick, uh, that's No Country for Old Men. And so they were yeah. kind of, I guess, I don't know if it's because they're both dark movies and both kind of, I guess, plotting in their own sense uh, or slow moving, the slow, slow burns, I guess, maybe. Uh, yeah. So there are, there's some parallels for sure. But um, uh, yeah, No Country for Old Men. Uh, I mean, this is one of my favorite movies of all time of any year. Honestly, it would probably be my top three movies uh, for the longest time. It was my, my top movie of all time. Um, yeah, I think it's just amazing like Javier Bardem is the uh, I think Anton Sugar is the, the you guys have both seen it oh yeah. yeah I I have never seen it and I have God, wanted to see it and I've to watch it. I've it's never seen it really? yeah you I think you would I, I think you would dig it a lot Glenn just I, knowing, I think knowing. I would too I just I for whatever reason I just have not seen it I don't know why it's, it's one of those movies I know I'd it's be watching Netflix. No, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. think it is. It probably isn't, just because yeah. I want to watch it. No, you, it, it's it's a must watch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, just the performance, actually by everybody, like uh, uh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin, I was gonna yeah. say John. Yeah, Josh Brolin's amazing. Um, there's a couple like couple one liners where you're kind of like, eh, doesn't really. But the, uh, and I want to say who is it? The Cohen brothers. Yes. Yeah, let's get them mixed up with other. Yeah, and they did an amazing job. They do like a really good. Uh, job of capturing like the like the the long like the sort of landscape shots but then also doing like really tight uncomfortable shots as well and blending the two and uh and there's no soundtrack in the movie there's not a single piece of music throughout the entire movie mm -hmm. until until the end credits come up so so that's it's so stark and it's almost like you you immediately recognize that's the case because there's certain scenes that like you're just so used to like cinema just kind of like you're know, like a, a symphony kind of like telling you how to feel or getting you prepared to be scared or whatever. Yeah. There's so many scenes that it would loan itself to it, but it's much creepier the fact that there isn't music backing it. And it makes uh, Javier Bardem's character so much more creepy. Like to me, it's his villain performance in this is on par with like uh, Hannibal Lecter, like um, from Silence of the Lambs, the first mm -hmm. one, right? It's, it's right up there as far as like memorable movie bad guys. It's amazing. I can't say much, uh, you know, and just I've watched it a bunch of times. It's it's almost to me, it's almost like a perfect movie. Woody Harrelson's in it in a really unique role right. for him. So I wouldn't say a cameo, just maybe a little bit longer than a cameo, but uh, he's in it. And um, yeah, there's not honestly, it's a pretty stark movie. There's not that many people in the movie. And it's basically based on like two guys. It's sort of, sort of like a chase movie almost in a sense. And uh, they do a great job of kind of teleporting you back into like I'm thinking 70s or 80s. Like they, there's a lot of like Ford Broncos driving around, and and it really uh, same thing that you were for uh, There Will Be Blood was for uh, for me for this movie. Like you just completely riveted, like not interested in anything. I'm just like so like into this movie. Yeah, and I um, feel the same way. Yeah, and Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, yeah, yeah, and same thing. It's kind of the same other thing as well as like Tommy Lee Jones at the end. Says something really perplexing, and it was like I remember seeing this movie in theaters, and uh, 
when Tommy Lee Jones said the final line and the, the end credits went up, I actually sat in the theater until like everything was going and I was just trying to like, I don't know, I didn't know what he meant by what he said yeah and it really made me think and it was like days after it was kind of like you know when they have like five or six things that always kind of come back in your memory depending on like what your priorities are for the day and all that and the ending of this movie kept coming up and up coming up and, up, and for like weeks and then uh yeah i don't know i, I kind of left it just sort of like vague like um <clears throat> i don't know i i definitely think like the underlying idea of the movie and again not to get into the spoilers but just broad strokes is like i like the whole idea like you can't stop what's coming like things are you know, that's kind of what the bad guy, uh, what Javier Bardem's character bases his, he's got a really weird, uh, like perspective of like what he believes is right and wrong. And I think he has like, almost like this ethic, ethical code that he follows. And I think it's sort of based on like, yeah, like it's almost like karma or something that like you can't stop what's coming your way is basically sort of the underlying like message of the movie. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And then the, the Tommy Lee Jones thing, I, 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 I like kind of keeping it open and vague. Like he just, he was talking about a dream he had and then yeah. just says, and then I woke up and then like, it just, then the movie and ends. And it's ended, like, wow, yeah. Wow. Very like good ending. To this day, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's pretty, uh. Might be one of the best ending of any movie. Honestly. Ever. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. you gotta see this, Glenn. <laughs> yeah. The, the Coen brothers did Fargo too, didn't they? Fargo, yeah. they did uh, Big Lebowski. They've done a lot yeah. of, yeah, like really Just when, just when you were talking about Stark and no, no music and stuff, I was trying to think like, if they had done Fargo or not, because yep. that kind of reminded me of that. So, yeah, yeah, it's definitely one of those ones that I've meant to watch, and I just, I, I have no explanation as to why I haven't watched it. So it's yeah, no excuse. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a, like I say, my and I think Todd would probably second it. It's like it's a must watch. Yeah, funny thing, uh, there will be blood. The uh, oil derrick uh, burning scene was actually interfering with the filming of. Uh, no country for old men really yeah they were filmed in very close locations and Interesting. That's cool, they couldn't eh? they had to like delay the filming of no country for old men because so, the oil dairy was still burning in like so the there background is kind of like a rivalry almost, yeah, right? yeah yeah that's pretty cool that's yeah. so were either one of those up for academy award for so, best picture or they both were yeah and that i think was probably one of the closest uh best picture uh races guess, races yeah, yeah of any in the past like recent history uh and there will be blood won it didn't no shoot i guess spoilers for next episode it was actually no country for old man that won oh was it yeah oh yeah but uh daniel day lewis ended up winning for best actor obviously so javier bardem was up for best supporting supporting, yeah i I think he did yeah he must have because then he won i think the next year i think too i can't remember did he and so, yeah, and, uh, No Country for Old Men is uh, based on a Cormac McCarthy novel. Who, Cormac McCarthy also did, wasn't there was another movie that just, or not just. The Road. Out. The Road, that's it, yeah, thank you. Oh, really? Yes. The Road movie's really good, too. Yeah, that's a, did we talk about that's that? a highly disturbing movie, actually. Hugo Morrison. Yeah. yeah some, right. some kid you don't remember. Yeah. And yeah. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Um, oh, I want to watch The Road again. I want to see if... Uh, Do I have time tonight? Yeah. If Javier Bertram won... Okay, Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, he did. Okay. So they won, yeah, Best Picture, oh, Best Director. and he directors. was nominated the next year for for a foreign film called oh. Beautiful. Beautiful, I, is it? Yeah. Have you ever okay. seen it's uh, Vicky Cristina Barcelona? He's in it. It's, a, it's about... He's a very, like, liberal-minded 
like sex addict basically and these two girls go to um i guess i want to say barcelona mm -hmm. uh, on like a holiday <laughs> and they meet javier bardem and he's like a total womanizer and he wants to basically have a threesome with them and is successful but then it like obviously puts their friendship in peril and it's like yeah it's is this a romantic comedy it's not it's definitely a, not a comedy it's man. a porn it's, it's a it's a porn it's a straight up porn oh, okay he, he bones the shit out of no um wow no it's just a, it's like a i guess a, a weird like dramatic romantic thing so i watch it with darcy but okay yeah i don't Different. know i don't know what happened to harvey Bardem. like he was the bad guy in skyfall and then yeah yeah he fell off the face of the earth the funny he, exactly yeah. the funny thing is is like he was he's always been like a heartthrob actor i guess back he's like i, I want to say he's like yeah. Spanish, Spanish. yeah uh but then with no country for old men where they kind of did that weird like comb over <laughs> hairstyle and made him look just ridiculous kind of like like uh like a i was gonna say monologue was it Mon not monologue. monk no 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 oh. Mongoloid, there we go. Mongoloid, yeah. Kind of like Mongoloidian, like just kind of with his features and like the yeah. comb over <clears throat> hair. He looked very, very creepy, very strange. Yes, but yes. All right, good pick. Thank y'all, Glenn. Uh, Spider Man Three. You're going to Spider Man Three, eh? Yeah, Spider Man Three. That's all I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Raimi's Spider Man Three. Uh, actually, I'm gonna pick Into the Wild. Ooh, nice. Uh, really enjoyed that movie a lot. It's about uh a kid it's actually a true story yep. about a guy who just decides to sell everything he owns and give away everything and he makes makes a trip to alaska uh to live on his own and live off the land and i i really enjoyed it for a couple of reasons uh the soundtrack is amazing and it i think the whole soundtrack is by eddie vetter if i'm yeah, not mistaken and uh, just listening to that soundtrack in along with the, the movie makes the movie that much better uh the whole idea of of giving up everything and and getting away from you know the rat race and and abandoning that was always kind of an appealing idea for me for a long time probably until i got a family i <laughs> probably passed through my mind several times and I, I've said that I've actually used that that phrase. I said I'm just gonna I just want to go into the wild after seeing that movie. And I've I've actually meant to re read the book as well. Of course, the guy that goes into the wild and I don't remember his name. It's eluding me. But he he doesn't understand that going into the wild like that is incredibly hard. Uh, the wilderness will take a toll on you, like no one can even expect and he he perishes probably weeks into his uh his whole idea of of escaping you know being away from population just being by himself uh i think he gets hurt and there's no way of of yeah, eat some berries that are poisonous that's what it yeah. was yeah yeah, and and he basically can't bounce back from that, and they they find him later, and and they find his notes and stuff, and that's what they actually ended up uh, basing the book on is his notes, and then later on they made the movie for it, and I I mean I just like the idea of getting away from the rat race too, and here I live in a giant city, and I grew up in small towns my whole life, but that that along with that idealism and 
and the soundtrack. I just, I really enjoyed it. And I mean, I'm not going to pick your guys' movies because obviously I haven't seen Matt's and as much as I was talking about There Will Be Blood, I really did enjoy that movie a lot. Uh, it probably would have been my pick had you not picked it, so. So you're saying I could have picked Hot Fuzz if I went last. You could have. Yeah. You could have. <laughs> oh, well. Nice. No, that's a that's a great pick. Have you seen that one, Todd? No, I haven't actually. Oh. This is my first time ever hearing about it. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's excellent. Yeah, it's it's. Who really plays good. the main character? Uh, Emil Hirsch. Hmm. And it's directed by Sean Penn. Oh. I didn't know it was directed by Sean Penn. Sean yes. Penn. Yeah. Weird. Um, Interesting. I'll no, have Sean, to. Sorry, Sean Penn and Eddie Vedder, I think, are good friends, so they kind of collaborated on on it. And Penn and Vedder. Yes. And teller, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's really cool. Uh, yeah, I'll have to give that a watch when I have some free time. Definitely, no, I very good pick, Glenn. That would have almost been my uh runner up where it was definitely in there. I was like, yeah, very good movie. It gives you a really weird uh, uh, group of feelings after you watch it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty hard not to be sort of emotional about it. After. Yeah. I think everybody can sort of relate to that idea, and like you and I are both from like smaller town BC. You know, with a lot of forest around, right? So yeah. Can, it definitely uh, touches, you know, touches those buttons, I suppose. And then, yeah, just the the ending of it. And like you say, it's it's, it's kind of biting off more than you can chew. It's, yeah, the whole idea and the whole uh, premise of the, and it's the fact that it's a real, like a true story is, yeah, it's, it's quite, quite cool. And then, now, of course, I'm a huge Eddie Vedder fan, so having him do the entire soundtrack was, was great as well. So, yeah, it's a very good pick. Yeah, I mean, you you just ran down your, your Pearl Jam uh top 10 along with your brother there and obviously you can't throw in eddie vetter's solo, solo stuff, stuff yeah. but i mean that would have been in the top three for me if that was to be included with the pearl jam top 10 definitely i would so. yeah i would tend to agree with you it'd be, it'd be up there for sure all right fellers i do have to uh, get some shut eye here and wake up quite early, so. i guess that's gonna do it for our uh relaunch of video return slot for the first couple of episodes season two baby so hopefully we'll try to figure out a schedule to do more of these in the future uh yeah are you coming back at christmas uh no i'm not so uh i know i know i actually work christmas uh day, day. yeah uh figure out a method yeah yeah but it's a it's great to be back, and uh, it's great to be back on the show. So Absolutely. hopefully I'll see you guys soon in the next episode. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll have to figure out a way. And then, uh, oh, there's something else I was going to mention. What the hell was it? So you're not coming back Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll try a different method. Mm-hmm. Shit. This will end up being anything. There was an important question to ask you. Okay. Was it like a really personal... Are you going to ask me to marry you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah.